Welcome to Bridge from Nowhere, life on the far northern edge of America. I'm Andy. Today we're going to be talking about the secrets of wind energy with Kaylee Allen. There's a bucket mm-hmm. up oh. in the front of the wind turbine. I'm never touching that bucket when I go up there. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> we're going to hear about Lou's special talent. <laughs> Kookaburra. <laughs> Creepy twin stuff. Oh, it's Stay weird. With us forever and ever and ever. <laughs> More hatred for the Dutch. The Dutch are just always on my mind, those bastards. I know. <laughs> See a Dutchman cross the street. <laughs> An inspirational message from George Takei. You have the power. You have it in you. You just have to believe in yourself. And the long-awaited return of Pooh Corner. So our run of Pooh Free episodes ends at one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So have you seen there's a little uh, trailer that's like is for a bike that's down on Thane? Have you been down Thane lately? No, I've not been down Thane in quite a while. Right by Sheep Creek. I is guess it like it's for maybe... sale? Or is somebody's living oh, in it, you mean? someone's just part. I don't know. Oh, it's no. more up what Lou's saying, I think. Oh. No, I haven't been down Thane. It's hard to get to Thane this time of year because you got to get through the, got through the, the morass yeah. of tourists. It's mouth like a salmon going down up the street. I don't go down there this time of year. It's just Nobody too much. Does. It's a nice place to ride the bike. You I know, bet. Bike it's away. a nice place to go if you want to feel like you're in a different city. Yeah. Because nobody knows who you are. <laughs> that is true. Da, 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 da. Sometimes you want to go, go where, where nobody knows, knows who, who you are. And you never hear your name. You want to go where people don't care about you at all. (laughs) You want to go where (laughs) nobody knows your name. It's Thane. It's our new theme song. That's our new theme song. Bridge from Nowhere. That's for our our other podcast, Thane Days. Thane. (laughs) Yes. Just one word. Yep. Thane. Thane. Just about how we went down Thane and what happened to us that day. For those Thane's of you, a terrible word, really, isn't it? Thane. Thane. For those of you who do, <laughs> don't know what Thane is, it's a area south of downtown Juneau. It's like the um, appendix of the Juneau digestive system. And, like uh, the valve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the <Yeah>. pyloric valve. <laughs> it's a place where you can live, and sometimes of the year, especially in the winter, you can't actually go anywhere because there's avalanches that like yeah, block Thane from yeah. civilization. Avalanche prone. And I think yeah. it used Roadway. to be its own little section back in the mining days. There was mining down there. Hmm. Yep. It always sounds like a word that's in like an old medieval. It's named after a foreman, I think. Oh, really? It's named after a guy, like Thane. Roger Thane. Yeah, it's named after mm. a person. It's not after named after the Thane of Archibald Ostapur or something like that. Or it like, sounds like a medieval title to me. Uh, oh, like a title, you know, like you're the th- I'm the Thane of. I think it sounds like a medieval tool. Oh, some sort like of wielding his Thane. Yeah, he struck him about the head with his Thane. <laughs> with his Thane, <laughs> fastest Thane in the Seven Kingdoms. Been murdered with a thane. <laughs> I don't know why my tool is a murdering tool. Well, most of the when tools I'm, in I'm medieval up, times yeah, were murdering tools. I, I mean, it's kind of all they did. <laughs> that and uh, leeching each other. Yes. Yeah. Like oh, I'm, you need leeches. Theodoric yes. of York, medieval barber. Yes. Your humors are off balance. I'm going to go put a thane right in Theodoric's head <laughs> for over leeching my fair sister. <laughs> the case of the vapors. The case of the vapors, the, the bloodletting. You must balance your humors out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Too bad we don't do any of that anymore. Bad air. He needs more bile and yes. less blood. 
And the bad air made him ill. Mm. Oh, which oh. it probably did. I don't know. I don't think it was the bad air. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's what was. I think it was the uh, air was consistently bad for everybody yeah. in those days. Right. I think, yeah, because they didn't have cars spewing out pollution. Yes. Mm-mm. Oh, just horses. Nice one, Lou. Point taken, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Devil's advocate. Lou one, modernity zero. <laughs> Take that, modernity. Suck it, modernity. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah, modernity. <laughs> that was a little aggressive there. <laughs> You're just going to make it harder for you later when you have to edit all these things out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think this was a real conversation yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> we isn't going on the air. Nothing. This is just nothing. It's a whole lot of uh, nothing. We yeah. suck. Hey, folks, it's an hour about Thane and what we think <laughs> Thane might mean. Hey, everyone. Bridge from nowhere. I'm Andy. I'm Lou. I'm Jamie. Thane. Thane. I'm the Thane of the mountains of Yore or something. I don't know. <laughs> nothing. Thane. That's a Thane. great intro, guys. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> we're just really getting good at this. And we're off. And we're running now. <laughs> Hope you've got your seatbelts on because the ride has begun. <laughs> you guys mi- remember all Midnight of- Movie stuff? Was I was going to say, hang on for the ride of your life. Talking about rides. I, I remember the old Carney rides from the 80s. and 70s. 80s Carney rides. Well, sev- actually 70s Carney's rides because... All carny rides are already old. <laughs> it's true. That's true. There's not a new carny no. ride out there. So there's this one called Gravitron or something, and <gasps> you go in. Yeah. And there's this dude in the center, and he's got these. Uh, he's in a seat, and he controls it, and he he controls the music. Uh huh. And he has an air freshener hanging down of a naked woman. He's wearing a tank top. He's kind of big. He's got a long hair. Is and that all part of the ride? Or are you just saying that's that just, actually is the whole ride? Wow! Well, <laughs> to look at his air freshener. The time I was there, this was the guy controlling it. So we go in, and it starts spinning and spinning, and then it's got the the back of it where you lay against is on wheels or bearings or something. So as the inertia gets higher, it raises, and you're you're kind of floating off the ground a little bit. Yeah, you're off the floor. Yeah, I love that ride because of the centrifugal force. They had that ride at the Juno Carnival like last year. They did? Yeah. Huh. The one that's in Nugget Mall there? I wonder if Frank is running it. Yeah. It seemed like it was a guy very much as you describe. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that wasn't even last year. Wasn't that just a couple of weeks ago? Well, I didn't go a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. So maybe. I can't speak to this year's carnival. A few I weeks didn't ago, make I it. think, because yeah. when the carnival was The there. other ride, well, year, yeah. I forget the name of it. It was in uh, Kennywood Park in Pittsburgh. It was a big cylinder. It kind of looked like a washing machine, but for people. And... Um, <laughs> It starts spinning and spinning and spinning, and suddenly you're stuck on the wall, and then the floor drops. Isn't that the tilt-a-whirl? I don't no, know. No, it's similar to the Gravitron, right? So the, like, yeah, yeah, the floor drops, and then you're just hanging there against the wall just because it's spinning so fast. The thing I didn't like about that one is because... It always smelled of vomit. <laughs> the wall, you turn I wonder your head. Why. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, you wonder, like, what the centrifugal force, because it's pressing everything mm-hmm. away from the center, right? So somebody vomits outwards, but there's not nearly oh, enough no. force to counter that, but right? I believe it may just spread in a, along the wall there. Just kind of goes so out of So everybody might get hit. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Float in the air. Yeah. 
I don't know about floating in the air. I think it's it's stuck against the wall, but it's just kind of running. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's starting to run around, right? Everybody gets to yeah. share. Like a blender. Love a carnival ride. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I remember the tilt-a-roll was like you're in a separate thing, like four of you. Uh-huh. And it spins around in like a thing. Oh, right. But then you can also spin it too. Yeah. yeah. And really nice do it up. Mm-hmm. I used to love the tilt-a-roll. I was more bumper cars kind of guy. Oh. I hit someone so hard in a bumper car that the thing almost flipped over. <laughs> It well went, done. Wow. And it was at a 45-degree angle and, and, then, it and then went down. Oh, you didn't have nice. a chance to get back no, in there? No, no. Now, if I would have timed it with my brother, <laughs> but unfortunately, I think yeah. he was the one I hit. Oh, I'm going to guess. Yeah. You guys ever do bumper boats? Yeah. No. Yeah. I remember those. Those were fun. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Splash each other. I remember they working quite as well. They weren't as good as bumper cars, but sometimes you could get the other person really wet if you timed it right. Like, if you hit the one... From one side, and it would kind of raise it, and then you could come in and, like, hit them on the other low side and create, a, like, a wave of water coming in. But bumper cars were better. Are bumper cars still around? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. would guess. They're a little whiplashy. I sure, wonder if that's ever become an issue. bad for you, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Like, I'm sure they're concussion-y. A lot of neck pain and concussion stuff. Sure. Yeah. 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 Just going in ramming speed, and they had that. Maybe the steering wheel had that big weird pillow on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and you, ever, you remember that one guy who like couldn't figure out how to reverse? Like he didn't listen to the directions, <laughs> right, and he's just right. either in the corner, like facing the wall, and, and he's just, just stuck. dead meat. <laughs> yeah, or else the he's one just, guy or one guy whose yeah. thing just won't work or whatever. Yeah, you see him just panicking oh, and like stomping man. his feet, and he didn't hear the thing of like turn the wheel all the way to the right, <laughs> right to go to reverse, and he's just freaking out, and he just yeah, he's just meat. Yeah, just all. <laughs> Yeah, as kids do, you all just like, yeah, get him, vultures. Kill the weak. (laughs) Kill the weak. That is the lesson of bumper cars, for sure. Kill the weak. weak. Take the weak out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. That's what we learn. Carnivals have a lot to teach us. Amusement park rides. Carnival rides. Carnival rides. The best. The best. Carnic vol rides. The zipper and the... The all the like games of skill too, right? No, I, the, the one that I kicked butt on. Really? I kicked butt. I figured out a thing oh. one time when I was a kid. I was just watching one, and I went, "Oh, that's how it works every time." And I just started winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. Wow, what was it? It was the one where you shoot the water pistol into the balloon, into the clown. Oh, face yeah, the and nose, the balloon yeah, pops. yeah. So what I figured out is every time they replaced one with a new balloon, that was the one that would pop if you hit it. Oh, because it was like it's a, not as elastic. Yeah. yeah. Right. And wow, I was just so like move around. And yeah. So I just sort of went, I'll brilliant. bet that that thing will pop. And I went, I watched, I watched it like four times, and like the new one popped every time. And I went, all right, wow. I'm just gonna wait until someone leaves the leaves the one. And I went in. And I just sat there, and I got it every time. Just started winning. That's really <laughs> smart, man! Wow, yeah. you became it's, the plush toy. I remember there was a baron of the, the carnival. One of those yes. really memorable experiences as a kid was I was sitting there doing that, and my sister was watching me, and she was like, "Oh, you know, you're not going to win or whatever." And I started winning, winning, winning. And then this guy kind of steps up. He's like a—I remember him being like a biker guy, almost a big guy. He stepped up and he went, all right, I'm going to beat this kid. And I looked at him and I said, sucker. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister, like, hit me. Yeah. And she thought it was really funny. And then I beat him. and Then he beat you. Then he beat, then the he beat you. No, yeah. no. And he waited for you down this. But while you say, yeah, well, that's smart. It's, all, it's actually really, of course, dumb because I spent so much money to get some stupid 
really bad with horrible toy. plastic eyes. Yeah, soulless, right. de- deathly plastic eyes. Well, that's carnivals for you, right that's there. That's carnivals for that's you. That's the lesson of carnivals yeah. here on Bridge from Nowhere. Coming up next, our buddy Kaylee Allen from Portland is here in Juneau this week. She's a wind energy engineer. We're going to hear all about it. Bridge from nowhere. Uh, Who are you? (laughs) My name is... My name is Lou Logon. I'm Jamie. I don't really know how to follow that. You don't. You just say yeah, your name. You, just you can't follow that. I'm Jamie Carnick. Yeah. I'm Andy, and Kaylee Allen is with us. Hello. Woo! Special guest. Aww, Kaylee. You. How are you doing? Crowd loves Kaylee. The Bridge from Nowhere live studio yeah. audience. Yeah. Kaylee, how are you doing? I'm great. It's good to be home. Yes. It's good to see you. Yeah. And uh, are you? Ex- yeah. You're. Ho- you consider Juno home. Home. Right. I do. Yeah. I do. Now, were you born and raised here, or just mostly raised mostly here? Mostly raised here. Okay. My family moved up here when I was about four. Okay. Where are you yeah. from originally? Um, well, I was born in Hawaii. Oh. And then we moved to California, mm. and then we had a brief, brief stint in Oregon, and made it up to Alaska. So we now kind of migrated up the West Coast. And your dad was managing the breakwater, yeah. right? Now, was he in the hotel business before? Is that how you were? Is that yeah. why you were kind of jumping around? Yeah. And my mom both worked at. Um, place up on Mount Hood when we were in Oregon called the Resort on the Mountain. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we moved up here so my dad could could work at the breakwater. In the glory years of the breakwater. Yes. By the way. The high years of the breakwater, yeah, right? The salad <laughs> days of the breakwater. <laughs> it must be a little weird. Have you been in recently at all? Um, Do you go in there Not the last couple times. I think I was in there about maybe four years ago yeah. or so. Must yeah. be an interesting place to go, right? I mean, did he work at the breakwater? For the entire time you were here until he passed away? Is um, that was... Most of the time. The last couple of years he worked at the hospital for the okay. food service company out there. But, All right. yeah, we spent a lot of time there. Yeah, so, right? Like yeah. Wandering the you, you and Ashton were the two little girls jumping rope creepily in the hallway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giving people nightmares. Man, like the kids from The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. Come and play with us. Yeah, I like that we're idea. We're twins Forever. even. So I know. We're twins. I know. Yeah. <laughs> totally checks out. It's play weird. Play forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Now, is Ashton in town, too? She is. All I right. actually invited her over here. I don't know if she'll make it. Okay, shy or no? I was going to say, no. that's not a word I usually yeah, associate so with maybe her. She'll, maybe she'll stop in. And yeah. she's a tattoo artist in the Portland area, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She works at a shop called No Hope, No Fear down in Portland. Shameless plug. Very yeah, good. There you go. Well, well done. <laughs> All our I'm going to get paid listeners. for that, I think. And yeah. you, have some of your, you have some of her work on you. I do. Which is a cool thing to I have do. your twin Right? That's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, it was really fun. She did a, a whole big leg piece for me. That's so. cool. Yeah, it's great. How did, It took her a while to get into that, didn't it? She had to really kind of work her way into that sort yeah, of, right? Yeah, so she did a, an apprenticeship here in Juneau for, for a few years and then worked here um, for a few years after that and then uh, then ended up moving down to Portland. And she, uh, yeah, she started working at the shop where she had a bunch of work done from uh, – 
guy named James Kern, and cool. he ended up offering her a job there. So let's talk cool. about you. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into this. Let's do this now. Yeah. All right. So I love um, talking about myself. I know it's Kaylee's know. favorite thing. Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting is I was I just wanted to ask you your perspective. You know, we talk we talk about like our perspectives on living in Juneau. And I always think it's interesting to talk to people who grew up in Juneau, but now you're not living here anymore, and how it how it how that frames Juneau in your mind in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah, well, it definitely is an amazing place to come back to, and I think that when you're when you're living away and you get some perspective from the outside, it I think it it um, definitely helps you appreciate all the the magical things about Juno, and and you kind of forget about the. The long winters and the way the mountains <laughs> close in on yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. The oppressive <laughs> oppressiveness. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but so coming back, um, you know, and it it always it always charms you when you when you come back. Because everyone, but everyone in your family left. I know they're right? all they're all down in Portland now. So yeah. hey, you're all expats now. Yeah, exactly. Having migrated, little... did something happen? Like, was there a legal <laughs> issue? <laughs> Let's not, uh, uh, let's not we don't cry. Need to okay, let's not let's get just, into that. I'm sorry. We're not here to embarrass I asked, anyone. I asked the hard-hitting questions here on Rich from Nowhere. Andy's, Andy's more the, of like, you know, the Terry Gross. And right I'm trying to be more of the Mike Wallace. We're doing the tight zoom on Kaylee's yeah. face right now. Are you a terrorist? I'm sweating a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little upper lip sweat. Yeah. The going. lights are very bright in here. They're very bright. Yeah, yeah it makes that's, it hot. That's on yeah. purpose. That's Kaylee, all part of it. Why is it that um, Portland is the place that people from Juneau tend to emigrate to that's a good question so i definitely i feel like most of the people that i that i know from juno that i went to high school with moved to portland at some point um and i think it's a good transition city for for juno kids or alaska kids because it's it's it feels like a big city for us there's a lot going on there um but it's it's still pretty green there's a lot of trees you can get to the outdoors pretty easily and uh still feels kind of like neighborhoody um, so what I think part of town you live in? I live in the North Tabor neighborhood. Neighborhood. Do you? Neighborhood. Do you? Yes. North mm-hmm. Tabor. North Tabor. Yeah, Mount Tabor is a is a volcano in the middle. of You the live Portland. on a volcano. Yes. Really? <laughs> All right. It's, it's, a, it's actually a small. You buried hill. the lead. <laughs> yeah, you really did. You buried the lead, yeah. man. I live on a volcano. Yeah. That's what yeah. you say. <laughs> we call it North Tabor. What yes. part of Portland do you live in? Yeah. The volcanic Robat. part. <laughs> Welcome to Robat Tabor. <laughs> <laughs> but now, why do you think uh, Tabor is rabbit spelled backwards? backwards. <laughs> Tabor is robot spelled backwards. That's we love this thing called Tobor. Tobor, what is Tobor? Tobor, Tobor is, is robot, robot spelled backwards. <laughs> this is Tobor. Tobor, the telesonic robot. Batteries not included. He's under your control. With a click from the telesonic commander to circle. To proceed forward, to circle, or to pick up the support module and return, all on your command. Tobor is robot spelled backwards. Tobor, the telesonic robot from Shopper. So <laughs> you were going to ask Kaylee. Something. I was going to ask an actually. Yeah. Um. So like, why do you think Portland instead of Seattle? Because like you know, I've always kind of wondered that. Seattle's the gateway city, and we all and it's closer. At least a little bit. Closer. I think Seattle feels more like a big, scary city. It's kind of crazy. Seattle's a little crazy. Mm. True. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, Seattle's yeah, bigger. Big. The, it's oh, definitely yeah, bigger. Massively and bigger. the downtown area is kind of huge. And, you know, there's not a lot of 
trees down there and I don't know I'm speculating but yeah. Seattle feels less livable in a way to you know like more of a break in you have to really break in there kind of in a way I don't know huh. just the way it feels to me yeah. I've, I've only just visited both I've visited Seattle a lot more than I've ever visited Portland but yeah and I, I don't know I don't know about Seattle but Portland has been a pretty cheap place to live for a while too oh. that might have something to do with it yeah about Seattle but and so you, what are you doing there I am working for a company called Vestas, which is a um, Danish wind turbine manufacturer. Danish wind (laughs) turbine? Yeah, those guys. And uh, (laughs) so I'm. Is that like their their, radio commercial or something? That's their stinger. Well, it's good that they're into. The reason that Dutch are into this is because wind turbines or turbines are very tall, and so are the Dutch. So they can just reach up to those. But that's not the Danes. It's a totally different country. They both start with D, but. It's Denmark. Wait, did you say Danish? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, the Danes. You know who else said Danish? (laughs) You did. What are you saying that song? The Dutch Dutch are just always on my mind, those bastards. (laughs) I know. Don't bring (laughs) your Dutch hatred in here. The Dutch are into windmills, for sure. They're into wind turbines, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say something about the Dutch. Dragging his Dutch anger again. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I was I, the I was just just doing this with Heather. I was confusing. Who was I confusing? The Norwegians and Danes and the Swedish. Something came up. I was think I was doing a crossword and like IKEA was a clue. Oh, and I said something like, "Oh, those Norwegians." You know? <laughs> no, she was like yes, Swedish. You're really yeah, no, really. I was like, "You mean Denmark? What do you mean?" <laughs> like, I really, I get really confused by those countries. Yeah. They're all kind of close together. Seem over really there. close. The people seem, you know, happy. very, very white, happy, tall, rich, Ugh. tall, Ugh. tall, just like, <laughs> just like the Dutch. They're the a lot Dutch. like the Dutch. You're oh, right. The Dutch. They're very similar the to the Dutch. What do you have to do with the Dutch? Yeah, Kaylee, what are your feelings on the Dutch? I don't, I don't interact with the Dutch. Exactly. That much. Good. That's right. Neither do we. Exactly right. Sorry, well, well spoken. See a Dutchman cross the street. <laughs> Just good policy, you know. Yeah. Dutch hooligans. <laughs> Those Dutch. <laughs> All right. So you work for a winter, but you. So you're a civil engineer. I'm an electrical engineer. Electrical engineer. Yeah. And I work on on the generators. So it's kind of fun. I get to work on a big, two or three megawatt generator. It's kind of the the main component in the wind turbine that takes the mechanical energy and converts it to electrical energy. And when you work on it, are you do you are you designing? No, what it's um, so I'm in the kind of more of the service side of things. So we make sure that the the parks that are already in operation run well. So if a generator breaks down in the field, they might call us and we'll help them troubleshoot it. Where do you go? Um, well, what fields are they? Just are they literally fields? Yeah, when you say it's out in the field, them, a lot of them are out on farms and kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. How do you, how do you get the the head of the unit off of the long skinny thing? Uh, <laughs> that's too technical. Yeah. We could really because if you have to service it, you got to take the heavy damn yeah, thing off. Yeah, so they hey, use Dillis, what giant are the cranes. what are the terms? Oh, so the 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 head thing at the top of the tall skinny thing is called a nacelle. Mm. Yeah, and the tall skinny thing is called a tower. Oh, yeah. so they a use tower. cranes to take it down. They use huge cranes. Yeah, because these things are like way up in the huge sky. Huge right? Yeah, they're like three hundred feet tall. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Good. Like skyscraper yeah. kind of tower. I did just get to climb up one a couple of months ago. It was it was very exciting. It was scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was fun though. 
And are you climbing up there in order to service? Is that like where the hatches or something? No, you climb they, in? they dared her to take a dump <laughs> off the top. It actually so, wasn't a Vestas wind turbine. She just <laughs> did it one night on a drunken dare. Speaking of Six dumps tequilas. On the top, oh, yeah. yeah. So this is interesting. The technicians are sometimes up there all day. And it's a cramped space up there. Like, there's no there's no bathroom up there. Oh. tell so, Do tell more. There's, oh. a, there's a bucket mm-hmm. up oh. in the front of the wind turbine. I'm never touching that bucket when I go up there. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> yeah, enough said, I think. So there's a bucket, and then what? They carry it down or they they get to throw it off? I, I don't think they're supposed to throw it off, although I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's happened. Yeah, watch I also that thing wouldn't be fall. surprised. <laughs> Do they ever just, like... Tell them to turn the wind turbine on, and then they like <laughs> hang it up in the air, and it, it gets blown over to eastern, western Montana. Exactly. <laughs> I also met a female um, technician who uses a. Have you guys heard of a shiwi? Yes. No. That no. thing that you, it's like you can a, stand. It's like a funnel thing, right? and you can stand up and pee, and it kind of funnels it out this little tube. Really? So she uses those up at the top of the turbine. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. It's kind of hardcore. They'll get up on top of the turbines and pee off the side. Yeah. <laughs> That is not. There's no kind of about that. Yeah. That's pretty that's hardcore. Super. Are they like, like, like harnessed P. in or something? They are harnessed okay. in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One would hope. Yeah. So, what is your typical day-to-day job like servicing these things? Yeah. So, I I mostly work in the office. So it's not quite as exciting as as climbing a turbine every day. But it's kind of fielding um, calls from the field mm-hmm. um, when they need support. And then uh, sometimes there'll be more long, longer term projects, like if there's something that's um, creating problems sort of serially, then we might need to come up with some kind of What about on the days solution. when you really are out there in the field? What's going on? You, go, um, you, 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 you drive up to the tower. Yes. And then what? Very good. Very good. <laughs> is there an um, elevator so inside or so something? Some of them do actually have elevators inside. Wow. And then what, what most of them have is what's called climb assist. And it's basically a a pulley system that you you do climb up the whole ladder but it attaches to your harness and kind of i think it takes like maybe a hundred pounds off your weight and yeah. so it kind of just pulls you up pretty quick like a counterweight kind yeah, of system exactly. like you're yeah. on the moon yeah it's actually it's pretty cool yeah um, i wish i had one of those can get up and down yeah. really fast with those yeah um, it's pretty neat yeah yeah well that's cool i need one for my bed <clears throat> I was going to say, I need one for the hill here in town. I need to bring up a cool. climb assist for Get Main Street, I need, man. I need one from the can. Man, I'd like that. <laughs> just walk in there. The next thing you know, you're just assisted right on there. And then Welcome you just like. Welcome back, Andy. Just, <laughs> <laughs> May I warm the seat yes. for you? Well, now you're taking it next level. I well, love that. This is like a million dollar idea. Yeah. A climb assist that talks to you. Talks warms to you, the seat. warms the seat, gets you on the toilet, gets you back off the toilet. You are doing well. <laughs> yeah, doing nice job. Oh, <laughs> that was impressive. Yes. I'm full. <laughs> I like how Please, flash, flash. <laughs> so, so our run of poop-free episodes ends at one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We made, oh, it, we made oh, it to one in a row. Oh, yes. there was an out. There was a hue and outcry. I know. We got a little backlash. Oh, there yeah, was I a hue and outcry against our non- we, we lost a listener of our three. <laughs> yes. Needed, needed to get back to it. Needed to get back in there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to talk more to uh, electrical engineer, wind turbine expert, Ooh. Kaylee Allen here as Bridge from Nowhere returns. Help me.
Oh, I have no, I have no rhythm. Oh, hi. Oh, hello. <laughs> what? We're not doing anything. Kaylee was a little worried about going in there on the air. I'm like, what? what they're freaking pro- they're professionals booty, booty, in there. Booty, 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 yeah. booty, booty, bass. That's good. You did great. Thanks. I don't know about great. I mean, I mean, you know, come on. I'm just trying to help her out here. <laughs> Andy's tougher on the guests than I am. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, Andy knocks him down, and I just, I kind of just like build them up so that that's they can a, at least talk. Good, good cop, bad yeah. cop. Yeah. They're like, I'm sorry. Shut up. Yeah. Good cop, bad cop, and indifferent cop. <laughs> uh, tired. Good cop, bad cop, and good Dutch give a cop. Damn about this place. Yes. Dutch cop. Dutch don't cop. understand English. Yes. Oh. Yo, Hergen. <laughs> Oh, Flemish, Flemish to me. <laughs> Welcome back to Bridge from Nowhere. Andy here. Jamie here. Kaylee here. And Lou here. Kaylee, thanks for coming in. So we were talking earlier about how you're a wind turbine electrical engineer. How'd you get into that? Um, That's, well, that was kind of, you kind of had a little bit of a break where you did other things for a while, right? And then you got into engineering school. Yeah, I actually, the first time I went to college, I was a music major. So I did okay. that for a years. And what, uh, what's your, do you have an instrument that you're... Yes, spe- I played the flute. Ah, very nice. Mm-hmm. Do you still play? Um, not much. Pretty much since I went to engineering school, I haven't, haven't really picked it up much. You anymore. haven't even picked it up hardly. It's kind of, it's sitting out on my, on my desk, but I haven't touched it in a while. Mm. Did the so, engineering students like not allow it or did you just give it up? <laughs> no, I just had a crazy hard schedule, yeah. lots of classes and homework and just couldn't find time for it. So, so, but, but you should pick it back up, right? You're probably really good at it. I miss it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things that I keep kind of putting off, but it's, it's so different than engineering. What made you do the 180 from, I don't know if it is. I, you know what? Well, I would say that music, right? Music and sort of STEM, isn't there a connection? Yeah, I think like uh, people with musical inclination tend to usually also, you know, be good at math and that kind of thing. Or I've seen that a lot at least. I'm sorry. I interrupted you, Lou, but it did strike me that I've heard that from people before, that like people who are very musical, especially early on, end up with this. There's some flip. There's some switches that flip there. Yeah, there people, were actually right? quite a few people in my in my degree program who were musicians, too. Well, that was a perfect opportunity to pick up the flute. And but were you get all in there? wind instruments uh, that all went into wind engineering? No, I would not oh, say that. I like that. Well That's, done, Lou. Mm. True. We are Boy. so smart on this show. Oh, Lord. Well, we just amaze are. ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Dutch. That's why we keep Dutch cop around right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Make a snark. My name is Carl. <laughs> Under van Hart. <laughs> Carl. Why is your name Carl? Because there's four A's in it. Oh, yeah. I see. So that's a that's a pretty cool thing. So what did you so 
What happened? You got out of school, graduated with a music degree? I did not finish my degree. So I, I went to, so I did two years down in uh, Ashland, and then I, I went on exchange to Germany. Much schnell! Cool. And learned how to smoke cigarettes mm-hmm. and everything, right? Wow, yeah, all that bad stuff. <laughs> Wear your shorts real high. Schnapps. <laughs> Drink beer and eat tube steaks. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Mm. Yeah, oh, delicious. Yeah. Count to yeah, five in and German. Then, uh, I ended up coming back to Juno because my dad got sick. Um, yeah. So I came back here for a few years and um, got hooked up with uh, Oceana, local ocean conservation organization. Woo, that's how we met. Through Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. Oh, we'd met before that, but yeah, yeah. it's good times. Yeah, yeah. so started Shout working out. there and we were doing a lot of work on climate change and, and that kind of thing, which kind of got me interested in renewable energy. And uh, I found this program down in Portland. It was a renewable energy engineering degree. So it was a pretty good funnel right into Oh, cool! And so I worked in the solar industry for a little while down there too. So that fun. that's that is, but it was, but it's classified as an electrical engineer program. Um, is that right? Or it's how actually that... its own thing. It's a unique degree. Um, it was pretty heavily focused on electrical, though, like power systems, that kind of thing. Right. And then we would sort of take electives and wind and solar and that kind of thing. Okay, here's here's the big question: What do you like better, <laughs> solar or wind? Oh, good question. Ooh, that's a great question. Or, I'm going to or... do the non-committal answer thing and She's, say that they oh. both have their. Their, their uses. You could be a politician too now. <laughs> yes, she's go. working in the industry now. We have to figure <laughs> out a, a better way to ask her that. Well, so one so... thing I'll say is, um, you know, when I was working in solar, it was more on the residential side of things. So we were putting solar panels on, on people's houses. And uh, working working in the wind industry, it's more on the utility scale. So we're doing, I mean, Big they have utility projects. scale solar as well. But if you were looking right. for, you know, how do I, you know, offset the energy uses, usage of my own house, you know, maybe throw some solar panels up there. But yeah, wind, wind energy is about big, massive projects. It typically. makes a little more sense that way. They have yeah. smaller turbines. I mean, there's actually one I think we can yeah. see yeah, out over the there. window here, yeah. but usually for making it pan out uh, financially. And Jamie, you worked in the wind industry for a while, too. When I you were did, in Minnesota actually. Yeah, I worked so. for Wind on the Wires Advocacy, and uh, we'd, we'd like work in the state legislatures to encourage like the What's it called? The RES, the RESs, the Renewable Energy Standards, mm-hmm. which sort of like drove some of the wind industry in the Midwest. But not to, and not to speak for you, but when we, we talked about that oh. before, you kind of described it as something that you felt like at a certain point you realized, well, wind turbines have a certain solution, but in the end, it's kind of just big energy. There was some, you I know, got a little bit, a of, bit that. of that. I mean, that, it depended right? on, we worked with all kinds of different energy companies. A lot of them were awesome and great, but a few of them were like, man, this is like, this is getting to be big energy and big money, yeah, you know, but right. it's still better than sure. anything that we have now. And the Midwest, I don't know about Oregon, but the Midwest is like this. There's just so much wind power that can be generated from there. That's so, from all the cheese eaters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but even I'm still like incredibly pro wind energy and sure, all that stuff yeah. too. It just felt like a little bit of like, you know, big, big wind power coming into some town and like kind of pushing their stuff in. Blowing the competition yeah. away. Um, From your perspective, is there, a, you know, what do you, what's the solution? What do you think the big picture solution or what? What is the future of yeah, renewable energy in the how Northwest? Do we save ourselves. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a, that's it's, a tall order there. It's a big one, but I mean, what's but your think, perspective on that? Well, you know? you know, when you ask me the question about what do you like better, wind or solar, I think it just makes sense to have, you know, a, a mix in there. And so a, a, a turbine with 
solar blades <laughs> that can catch the sun Lou, as it's moving. That might be the solution. <laughs> That's amazing. You should yeah. become an engineer, Lou. You could... Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> you did it wrong. There's an engineer like right here, Lou. <laughs> yeah, that's you're just actually making fun of her yeah. when you did that. Well, a male engineer. Oh, Clearly, female engineers. Female engineers are all awesome. amazing. <laughs> They're yeah. kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. different. Yeah. Well, oh. yeah. So anyway, I mean, you know... So I guess part of what I'm asking there too is like, okay, we've brought up solar and wind so far, but what else is out there? What are the what are some of the cutting edge wild stuff in your field that people are like, oh, you're not going to believe this thing coming down the pike? Well, so there, there's kind of a lot of that stuff, and people will will kind of send me like, oh, did you see this cool new uh, type of turbine they're coming up with? But I think you know the the solution's really going to be in the stuff that's tried and true. Like this stuff has been around for a, a long time, and and um, it's starting to get to the point where in a lot of areas wind is um, on par with with other sources of energy in terms of its cost without any subsidies. Mm. So, so a combination of hydro, wind, yeah, exactly. solar, tide, yeah, energy that, so stuff? Yeah, that's, that's another know. thing that's kind of more, um, I think, in its infancy. Um, you know, they've, they've got some uh, test projects out there, and I don't know if they're doing that on a large scale anywhere. So, But a big thing that I remember, and actually when I worked in Minnesota, Almost all that we worked on was about transmission lines, mm-hmm. power. Like and like, I don't know what how that's like where you are, but the biggest problem was like, the wind blows where the people aren't, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to move all that power oh. from Eastern Oregon or Iowa or wherever rural places typically mm-hmm. to where people actually live. Do you do you do you have like you been involved in any of that kind of stuff? The transmission? Um, no, not so much on the, on the transmission side. But one one thing that you'll you'll start to hear about anytime you get into discussion about how to incorporate renewables on a large scale is um, energy storage. And so one of the big challenges with renewables is um, kind of similar to that, but also the fact that, um, you know, you don't know when the wind's going to be blowing or when the sun's going to be shining necessarily. And it doesn't always match up with uh, when people are using the most energy. So um, a lot of like money and uh, research is getting pumped into figuring out better energy storage solutions. So how to come up with better batteries. And batteries um, have their own other whole other thing, right? Mm-hmm. They're mined, like lithium, things mm-hmm. like that. It's rare, fairly rare, right? It all Owned comes by out the Chinese. of all comes out of Ecuador or Peru or something, right? Yeah, all the um, I, yeah. I don't know that much about yeah. um, where the Columbia, where the minerals come from. Yeah, there's there's definitely challenges with with every aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. I mean, there was a cool thing. This guy used to work with the Minnesota said that he he thought a big part of that solution was going to be the rise of electric cars because suddenly you have a decentralized grid of batteries that you can have connected to the system and somehow like dump the energy into and move the energy out of. Yeah, people have yeah. talked about essentially, you know, the 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 power companies being able to use the electric cars as a as a place to store energy. Um, it gets complicated then because, you know, the more times you draw a battery down and charge it back up, you know, they'll you know, there's only a limited amount of times so you can do that in yeah. a battery's lifetime. So you have to wonder, you know, do they pay the people for the... And you don't want to go out in the morning and, and your battery's empty. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. damn, your power because, company. Because Bob next door has <laughs> yeah. been running his air conditioner all night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bob's not even that hot. <laughs> no, I'm not going to work. But I mean, this guy's basically saying as like we all kind of... Because we're all eventually going to have electric cars, I think, right? I like, think so. You know, I, I think so. I see it going there. And Juno just a cool... Like, feels, yeah, seems Juno's, like a perfect place to have them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just blowing up Yeah, and they just came out with the Chevy Bolt, which is kind of a competitor to Tesla's. It's got the 200 mile range, but it's yeah. down in like the you know mid three uh, mid 30s price point. Yeah. So and that's, that's kind of a game exciting. changer. I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, I need to wait that. till one of those is 18 years old and the driver's side door doesn't work, <laughs> exactly. and then I'll buy it. <laughs> you're yeah. 700 bucks. Yeah, you're yeah. not gonna get an electric car. <laughs> yeah, I'm soon. The, well, I mean, as soon as there's a super old one, I'll get one. Well, you're you gonna get a, one. You're gonna start with a golf cart. Yeah. Oh, I should actually <laughs> go over to the Gustavus golf cart golf course. They've got a golf cart over there. I yeah, can take it's that. Funny yeah. coming from Florida. You know, I worked. I used to work as a roofer in all these different uh, retirement villages, and and. Uh, and you know they didn't. I don't think they quite thought about it as an energy saving or a fossil fuel saving measure. But all the old people there ride around their golf carts all day long. <laughs> That's what they use for their main transportation, unless they have to like go out on the highway. We should and make they downtown, them up and they make yeah. them look like Lexuses and all that stuff. We should make know? downtown Juno like that. <laughs> I'm in. That would be great. Right. We all just stop. <laughs> Like at maybe like at K two or something, and you, can, you and get you just a golf get, cart. There's just tons of golf carts. Oh, there. that would be fun, right? And we I all just go zooming that. around. Yeah, let's do it. Really <laughs> fun. Yeah. Some of the funnest things about when we've gone on golf trips. Some of the funnest things is riding the golf carts. Yeah, the golf carts are fun. They are really fun. fun. Yeah, up and down the hills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you ride those here in the wetlands? I don't know why. Uh, oh, you mean on our golf course here? Yeah, no, we don't, don't have, have a golf cart here. They no. don't have one, even no, one golf cart no. out there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, they probably did, and it sank. Yeah, it's just in the bog. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they made the tee box on the fourth hole. Yeah, That's very the, good. You're sitting, yeah. standing on the top of the golf <laughs> yeah. cart. Yeah, well. And uh, you having fun being back? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's awesome. You get we back. Were, uh, we were out kayaking with whales today, for instance. Nice. <laughs> you can't beat that. No. So. Well, how, how close were the whales and all that? Oh, I think maybe we got it like 100 feet away. Wow. wow. Yeah. We followed them a little bit into Tea Harbor. We were in a kayak, and they were kind of rolling around. Throw in the a rope around there. them and just, yeah. you know. Catch a ride. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fun. So we do up here in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> roping whales. Roping whales. <laughs> <laughs> Whale roping. <Come> on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got one beautiful sunny day. So that, yeah. was, a, that was a plus. Yeah. And now yeah. it's kind of closing back in, but that's all right. Yeah, well, that's how I remember. Yeah, it's good for your skin. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always say. Good get enough good stuff and then get enough little reminders of why you're leaving again. Yeah, all right? although, I don't know. Like I said, it, you, the the hard stuff kind of erases away when you're gone. Like, I still I still love the misty mountains and, yeah, it feels good to be back. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Well, it's good to have you back. Kaylee Allen joining us here on Bridge from Nowhere. wanted to let you know that the radio show you have on at Sunday night at 8 p.m. is horrible and offensive, and I don't want to hear people vomiting or pretend vomiting on the air, and it's really boring, and you should put the old programming that was on, because it was much better. This show is horrible, and I hope you take it off the air. that can hold sneezes in. <laughs> Speaking of holding stuff, one of, the, I mean, one of the famous stories about you, Kaylee, is your Uh-oh. observance of... <laughs> Wait, what? 
I do you, have no idea. I don't know what's coming either. I don't know what's coming either. I know this story. <laughs> Tell it, Luke, because I wasn't even there. I've just heard it retold. I heard a rumor <laughs> that somebody in this room <laughs> farted. And then this, when? I don't <laughs> know. At some when. point, in the years passed. Was it on an airplane or seems something? Plausible. And the the fart stank, so this person decided to try to just breathe it in. <laughs> Inhale it. <laughs> to try to hide it. Was this, me? this is you. You're you said about this me? once. I think at, oh I think I was there. I think we were playing poker one time. <laughs> And you said one of those. It's one of those amazing, you know, one of those classic things where you say a bunch among a bunch of among a bunch of friends, and then it ends up on the radio. Well, you say about a bunch of friends. You say, uh, oh, you know, it's like how you do that one thing that we all do, and then you realize that no one else does that. So crickets. So. so like trying to trying to re re inhale a stinky fart, which is the most polite uh, thing to try I lost to do some that. Brain cells doing that because I have no. Uh, it's called no huffing farts. There you you are like one of the nicest. People I know. We, don't have to, we don't have to air this part. No. Oh, no. I'm not taking. I'm not Wait. denying it. I'm just saying. Maybe yeah. it wasn't you. I don't know. No, it I seems plausible. I mean, I you're one of the nicest people you. I know, and that's like the kindest thing to think about. Right. Just to give yourself brown yeah. Oh, my God. Everyone else is going to be offended. Yeah. And then, of course, everybody came over. Why is that young woman hyperventilating? Why is she green yeah. in the face? Why does Boy, her did breath she smell like <laughs> Boy, does her breath stink. Man, there is something going on with her. Oh, I don't think I'm that nice anymore. I don't think that I would do that. That girl's breath smells yeah. like her ass. Well, that's... <laughs> yeah, as they say. you're not as nice anymore because Brad, your boyfriend, once told me that you just grabbed him. You just dunked his face down just and just ripped right on there. him. Oh, no. Well done. No, I'm well kidding. Done. That was a lie. <laughs> Liar! Uh, I haven't met Brad yet. <laughs> I was hoping you would do this. Brad. Brad. Boyfriend, Brad. My boyfriend, Brad. <laughs> George has joined us. George Takei in the house. Hey, yes. George. I hear he's running for some sort of political office. Is that true? I heard he announced that he was going to. But I haven't heard anything else since, mm, kind of. So I don't know if he's really doing it. George Takei or, or boyfriend Brad? George Takei. George Takei. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who we used to all call George Takei, but I guess he calls himself Takei. Yeah, I always thought it was yeah. George Takei. But I guess it's George Takei. Shoes <laughs> <laughs> up. It's my only skill in life is to it's sound a real marginally well. like You have well. others. You have so others. many skills, Lou. Yeah, like this. <laughs> Kookaburra. Keep going. What else? Another? You got another? Anything? Pig. I mean, hog or swine. <laughs> Norwegian voice. Oh, yeah. Dutch voice. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. Oh, my Canadian. God. <laughs> That's more your skill. I there. know. You're pretty <laughs> you're, good at it, though. You're too. close to living. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not really a skill for me. It's just the way I talk. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, can't really listen on oh, the skill. Just slow and, you know, just talking. Yeah, Polite. like you do. Polite. <laughs> you know, if it's not too big a deal, you know, it'd be fun to come over tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe bring some bars. We'll see look bar- at the moon. Great to see yeah. Barbara. Yep. I'll put him in a bag. <laughs> big. Moon. 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 Boat. Big. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There you have it. I don't know. We don't. We That's a bridge from nowhere. I, was, I am recording, but yes. we don't need to record. <laughs> Sorry. 
That story always cracks me. I like that story. I never I, heard that story before. I love before. that you guys uh, have this collective memory of yeah. me that I, it's definitely, that I seem to have lost. I think you said that. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Pretty traumatic. I mean, once you fully like get a little older and you look back on that, you're like, I can't believe I actually did that. Or told anyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad I told you guys because then, you know, now I can relive it. Now it lives yeah. on. <laughs> Sense memory. So happy about it's that. It's like you're back in 24B again, <laughs> having just farted. Yeah, in the middle seat. I would have had to have done it in the middle seat. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was, well, anyway, we don't need to keep talking about that story. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so, uh, I don't know, anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. Going, what else, what are you doing for fun in your life? Um, what have I been doing? Oh, one fun thing related to our previous conversation we are um, converting a car to electric. Are you? What yeah. kind of car? It's an old uh, Volkswagen Transporter double cab. They call it a Doka. Mm-hmm. They're these really funny looking cars. They're like the Vanagon f- in the front and then like a pickup in the back. Wow. Okay. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah. So we're, we took the, the engine out of it and we're swapping it out for an electric motor and Sounds some batteries. Sounds perfect because just the whole bed of the back, you just line with batteries, right? So it actually has this cool thing called the treasure chest. Ooh. And it's like, yeah, it's uh, weed. <laughs> you could put you could put a lot of weed in there, or yeah. you could put. Um, we're putting some sliding racks to pull out the batteries from in there. Who's That's working cool. on this with you? Um, so it started with a company I used to work for, the solar company. Um, kind of, we were going to do it as kind of a site assessment work truck kind of thing, and uh, I told him I would keep working on it when I left because it's really fun. Yeah, That's awesome. so do you get to keep it? No. Oh. But you'll know, know how to do it. And then yeah. you can come up here and do it to my 97 RAV4. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Now, didn't you, with this solar company, you did some international stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so one, we started that actually um, when we were in school. We went on this trip um, with this organization called Solar Hope, and it was started by a professor of ours. And we, we went over to Africa and did some uh, small solar installations there on some schools and health clinics and that was really cool, and that's so. What are where the challenges there when you're doing a installation in Africa on a school? Is it just basically run the same as it would, or are there other are there uh, things you have to consider? Well, we were doing pretty pretty small, simple systems, so that that kept the the challenges down, I think. But um, we, none of us had ever done it before at that point, so I'd say that was the the biggest challenge is just learning how to design the system. So it doesn't work. Wired up. They did actually turn on. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Nice. Where in Africa were you? Um, in well Tanzania. Done. Nice. Yeah. And then, so those guys, uh, the guys that started that company kind of got the idea from that trip and were like, oh, we want to do this back home. And so they started a company. And, um, yeah, we ended up going to Nicaragua as well and working with some some farmers down there to do solar-powered irrigation. And Cool. Yeah, they've since gone to Cambodia and all sorts of places. They did a big uh, school installation there in Cambodia. Yeah, wow. So. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Probably not life-changing at all, right? Yeah, not at all. No. <laughs> no. Kind of sucked. Boring. Meeting. Boring. Nothing. <laughs> Meeting yeah. people. Whatever. Yeah. I've never heard anyone, you know, like it's funny because you talk to, like I've never been to Africa. I've never been to many of those areas and like worked on projects or things like that. I've just never done that. But you never talk to anyone who's ever done that, and they say, yeah, it sucked. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> no, always it like, sad. oh, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome. super cool. I yeah. did kind of learn, though, about um, – I think that it's it's kind of important with those types of projects to to have like a local organization there that's kind of continuing the work, um, you know, on the ground there and and 
you know, staffed by people that are from there and that kind of thing. Cause Instead of just I a think, bunch of white people saying, yeah, we're going to show you how to do things. Yeah, exactly. And like with, with that, you know, with that program, it was cool for us to go in and like learn how to do that. And, you know, it, I think it did help the, the people that we were there to, to help. But then there's, there's, you know, not necessarily the follow up. And, you know, we would kind of try to teach them how to maintain it. But I think you lose something there. This when is you're the not. problem with any infrastructure installation. It happens in rural Alaska as well with mm-hmm. village sanitation. We yeah. talked to Marisa Capito about that as well. That idea that, okay, engineering can solve a problem. But then maintenance is the long-term solution to that problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, people will come and take the, the wires because of the copper and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, we went back. Uh, the, there was a, a group that had gone the year before us, and so we went back to some of the installations that, that they had done. And some of them were working, but some of them needed new parts and that kind of thing. So um, that was kind of interesting to see, like, maybe how, how that type of thing could be, um, you know, uh, sustained a little better maybe yeah you have these best intentions going in and installing mm-hmm. stuff but then they can fall in disrepair or mm-hmm. as you say be vandalized or something yeah. And, yeah now how much do you know about renewable energy stuff up here in alaska like i know there's been a lot of there's stuff installed obviously around the state and there's a lot of potential i think too right yeah i think um alaska's got pretty good wind resource as far as i know and also definitely geothermal um, we have a couple uh, wind turbines that went up on Fire Island, um, so that's one that that's that I think fairly recently went. Was up. that your company? Um, I think it's I think they're GE turbines, but we service them now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, eleven up there <clears throat> on Fire Island next to Anchorage. Does that just get power just routed to the city I think of Anchorage, basically? I think so. I assume they probably huh. have some underground. And then here in Juneau, of course, we're all hydro, high alpine lake taps. Yeah, exactly. To sort of the cleanest hydro. Yeah, which is great. Very low, minimal environmental impact, and it's been giving us power for over 100 years. It's kind of an amazing system. Yeah, it's pretty great. Do you guys remember when the the transmission line went out? Yeah. That was pretty crazy. That was (laughs) runoff of diesel. But what a lesson. What a lesson that was and how much you can reduce. Yeah, that was crazy. So if I, I don't remember the numbers exactly, I think, but it was like 40%, That's something what I like remember. that. I remember over a third. Yeah, yeah. we Cut initially, like 40% yeah. 40% of our electricity usage after that, which was just crazy. Yeah, yeah as I remember, because I was working at Oceana and I was doing all the like PR stuff. So I like reached out to, like there was a story in the New York Times about this that wasn't like, entirely my doing or anything, but I did like call the one guy I knew. I was like, hey, this is an interesting story if there's anybody on your energy desk or whatever. And as I remember, because I sent them a bunch of information, I think we went down as low as 40%, and then it did stabilize like at 35 or something like that as a few more people started to like use the dryer every once in a while. Because like when it first happened, we dropped 40% in like 48 hours, basically. Well, what happened yeah. was so- We so, turned off our computers at the office. Everybody yeah, turned off everything. So, so what happened yeah. was there was a big- That alone did it. Avalanche, <laughs> and the avalanche <laughs> knocked out the power line from Snedisham, which is our main hydro-producing plant here. So the, so the AELMP, our power company here, all went on to diesel and then made an announcement- that our de- uh, that our electric rates were going to go up. I re- as I remember, t- by three times, five times, like five, five times, yeah. five times, five yeah. times. Yep, overnight, overnight. I mean, yeah. they made the announcement. That it was a couple of days, yeah. And then they made the announcement, and and so people f- like freaked out, yeah. And then the, all these tips started started circulating among people about, well, what do you do to reduce your energy usage? And um, yeah, just remember, you know, really unplugging every power strip, really all that kind of yeah. stuff. All the stores were like sold out of 
clothespins. Right? Yeah, for yeah. Line dry. Right. and all the yeah. stores like only lit up half their lights, like Fred Meyer and mm-hmm. Costco, and didn't have every single right. huge light on every TV. And Fred Meyer and Costco wasn't on like it is right now. You know. Yep. Yeah, and you can still certainly shop. You know, there's plenty of lights in there. <laughs> you could totally get by with. Yeah, turn off learned, the music. Like, yeah, you learned which appliance in your house takes up the most power and which takes up the least power. Which ones are and, vampiric? Yeah. It was really cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite a thing. I don't know if this is true, but I heard there were a bunch of avalanche babies. Like, people started oh, yeah. getting oh, it on. Oh, get it. Really? I get it, yeah. yeah. It's like the brownout babies yeah. from the New York. <laughs> there, was a big, there was a big month-long brownout. They called it the brownout because it, was, it wasn't a complete blackout in New York, but it was a, a, a massive kind of thing hit the grid hmm. in the kind of – it was like either the late 70s or early 80s. So that so that happened. Yeah, Yeah, there's (laughs) definitely a swell in population that happened. (laughs) Yeah, after the swell. I think I'm not sure, but I think we even have realized like some long term uh, energy savings. Like still. Yeah, maybe so. I don't think we I don't think we as a city went back to the current the use that we had before that. Well, I know that for instance, we replaced every incandescent light bulb. Yeah, like everyone replaced every incandescent light bulb. I'll bet that Juno has the fewest incandescent light bulbs left. (laughs) You know. Because uh, so that was one that went away. So yeah, I mean, I but, think that some of those practices like basically remained, and yeah. we're something like ten or I seen, like ten or fifteen percent less than we were before all that happened. I used to tell that story on the whale watching boats. If those we make these long runs to Tracy Arm, and sometimes there's not a lot to see. No. So I'd be like, hey, look, power lines. Let me <laughs> tell oh, you a story. I tell you yeah. about power lines. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you're working on all the time. Yeah. The power. Yeah, it's right. fun. Power, like power, it. power, power, power. Power. No, allow me. <laughs> Power, power, power. <laughs> you have the power. You have it in you. You just have to believe in yourself. A new self-help book by George Takei. Not Takei, damn it. Not Takei, Andy. <laughs> damn you. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, sure. Do you want to, give it, do you want to lead it on out there, George? No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> George. I blacked out for a second. He was oh. just here. He comes and goes when he wants to, right? Luke can't control it. Yes. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, bridge from bridge from nowhere may return if we don't get canceled. <laughs> Well, that's Bridge from Nowhere for today. Thanks so much for listening. We want to thank especially this listener. This show is horrible. Thanks to Tobor. Tobor is robot spelled backwards. Tobor is robot spelled backwards. Thanks to our guest today, Kaylee Allen. You can get more information about Bridge from Nowhere at bridgefromnowhere.com or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and the other podcast services that are out there. And please do subscribe. If you download, subscribe. Somehow that helps. Our apologies to whoever wrote the Cheers song. Sometimes you want to go go where where nobody knows knows who you are. And you never hear your name. You want to go where people don't care about you at all. (laughs) You want to go where (laughs) nobody knows your name. (laughs) 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 It's thing. <laughs> <laughs>